Headline from a story I saw yesterday. Robot displays a glimmer of empathy to a partner robot. A Columbia engineering robot has learned to predict its partner robot's future actions, demonstrating what researchers see as a glimmer of primitive empathy. Hey, if they can do it, why can't we? Rabbi E in three, two, one. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Rabbi E in three. I'm Rabbi Yosef Edelstein, Rabbi E for short, and this podcast is a short burst of Jewish wisdom to elevate and illuminate your life. So you can check out for yourselves the details of that Columbia University experiment with robots. I have to admit that AI, artificial intelligence, kind of scares me, but I am grateful that it gave me the idea for this episode. So here's our question. Do we encounter empathy in Jewish sources and can or should it play an important role in our lives as human beings and as Jews? The answer is emphatically yes. First off, how do we define empathy? So here's one kind of wordy online dictionary definition. Quote, the action of understanding, being sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, and experience of another without them having been communicated explicitly. Here's a shorter Oxford definition. Quote, the power of projecting one's personality into the object of contemplation. Well, obviously, empathy is very closely related to sympathy. But while sympathy may involve understanding and to some extent sharing another's feelings, which, by the way, is pretty awesome and special in our world anyway, let's be clear about that, empathy goes one step further, imaginatively entering into what a person is feeling and actually experiencing the feeling itself on some level. Well, we see this trait of empathy vividly on display at the beginning of the second book of the Torah, Shmos, or the book of Exodus, from the portion, in fact, that we just read this past Shabbos in Shul. It's our first glimpse of Moses, Moshe Rabbeinu, as an adult, after he's been rescued from the Nile by Pharaoh's daughter and raised in the palace as her son, although knowing he was a Jew by birth, according to our tradition. He goes out from the luxury and privilege of Pharaoh's palace to witness firsthand the soul and body-crushing toil of his enslaved Jewish brothers. But he does much more than just observe in a detached way. The Torah says, and I'm translating literally, he, quote, looked in or looked into their burdens, on which Rashi, great medieval sage, comments that Moshe, quote, set his eyes and his heart to be pained along with them. A perfect definition of empathy, far better than the other ones I quoted, if you ask me. The Midrash further explains that Moshe looked into the burdens and then he wept. And then he physically joined the Jews in their work while also thinking about practical, specific ways he could ease the burden of individual people. In other words, Moshe used empathy to unite himself with them both in feeling and then in action. Listen to Rashi's words. He set his eyes and his heart to be pained along with them. We see that empathy is really a conscious decision to turn and place one's attention into another person's reality or consciousness. Yes, compassion and emotions and feelings naturally will be awakened, but first it's a decision, a free will choice to think about, to enter the reality of and unite with another person. Clearly, this trait is a key to understanding Moshe's personal greatness, or the Torah never would have drawn our attention to it. The greatest prophet who ever lived, 
who Hashem chose to lead the Jewish people out of Egypt and bring the Holy Torah to them and to the whole world, showed tremendous empathy, far more than a mere robotic glimmer for his fellow Jews. You know, we don't always associate empathy with leadership, at least in the corporate sense, although now probably more than in earlier times. But to be the spiritual leader of the Jewish people, it's an essential quality. Now, when it comes to the 613 commandments or mitzvot of the Torah, the framework through which we achieve a deeper connection in this physical world to ourselves, our fellow human beings, and to God, it's true, there's no one mitzvah, thou shalt be empathic. But when we think about it more deeply, we see that empathy is truly a part and even a foundation of so many of the interpersonal mitzvot especially. Take the, for example, judging someone favorably, very important if difficult mitzvah, which involves giving an otherwise decent person the benefit of the doubt, even if she, he or she has done something apparently negative or hurtful. Someone snapped at me or didn't respond as I would have liked. So instead of just judging them immediately as a bad or mean person, case closed, or hating them, God forbid, I could try to utilize a bit of empathy to get into his or her mind, to try to imagine what that person might be going through on that day or in their life in general that could have brought them to do that action. Such a choice to empathize might soften my anger. Maybe I'll even come to feel a bit of compassion for the person. Or think of all the many individual actions that fall under the general heading of chesed, loving kindness, that supreme Jewish value, which is one of the three pillars on which the world stands and which we truly need to strive to do every single day in big and quote-unquote small ways. Truthfully, there's no small kindness. Whether it's visiting the sick, comforting mourners, giving tzedakah, charity, or just cheering someone up with words, all of those are examples of chesed and doing kindness with others. Well, empathy is clearly a foundation of chesed. First, it can be the actual catalyst. I might not be motivated at all to take an action to help someone unless the empathy moves me. Or if I'm already committed to do a certain action, visit someone, make a call, then empathy becomes the fuel to do it with more feeling and genuineness. And when the inner quality and truth of that kind deed is enhanced, the recipient often feels that and appreciates it. Which leads us to the glorious summit of Jewish ethics, the lofty mitzvah, loving your fellow man like yourself. Empathy, trying to enter into the mind and heart of another person, is certainly a part of attaining and maintaining that love for another human being. Empathy helps us come to know someone's situation better from the inside imaginatively. And the more we know a person or thing, the more we can love it, as Maimonides and other wise sages tell us. By the way, that goes for feeling their joy as well as their pain. Now, of course, there are times and contexts when empathy is not called for and can be counterproductive. Sometimes things have to get done. The game has to be won. An immediate danger, God forbid, has to be stopped. But that's not surprising. Empathy is a trait. In Hebrew, the word is midah, which comes from the word to measure. And like all traits, it needs to be used with wisdom in a measured way. But I think we all can still use it in great measure. Can we go any higher? Can anything else be added greater than what we've already said about this noble quality? Well, just maybe. Empathy also happens to be a way of emulating Hashem himself, thereby fulfilling the great mitzvah known as walking in God's ways, cultivating character traits of empathy, patience, and compassion. In the very same Torah portion at the start of the book of Exodus that we quoted before, Hashem prophetically reveals himself for the very first time to Moshe, where? In a lowly shrub, engulfed in flames but not being consumed, the burning bush, a phenomenon which the Torah says Moshe turned from his shepherding to observe, 
another manifestation of his empathic quality, in a sense, and which the Midrash explains was meant to convey the message from Hashem that I am with the Jewish people in their lowly state. I feel their pain. I'm with them in their exile, suffering, and degradation. Hashem was expressing his own empathy for the Jewish people as he opened the dialogue with the person who, having shown that same quality of empathy, was for that very reason worthy to become their leader and would end up as Hashem's most faithful servant. There are many accounts of holy sages and scholars, even in our time, who could not bring themselves to read newspapers, not because they were uninterested in the world at large, but simply because they would take to heart, empathize with every person in every individual tragic story they would read, and it would become too overwhelming. Now, that's a degree of empathy that's beyond me for sure, but I know I can do better. Maybe I and you and we, every now and then anyway, can choose to follow in Moshe's footsteps and in the ways of Hashem and set our eyes and heart to enter into the feelings of someone else and be pained or rejoice along with them. And when it comes to pain, we all know, unfortunately, so many people are having difficulties now, so there are countless opportunities to practice, including and especially with those literally closest to home, friends, roommates, spouses sharing our COVID-cramped apartments or homes. It just might mitigate the hate, lessen our impatience, help us judge them favorably, inspire us to do acts of chesed with them, and perhaps even come to love them. Wow then we'd really be living as human beings created in the image of God, using our real, not artificial, moral and spiritual intelligence on a higher level than even the greatest robots. Thanks so much for listening. Hear me next time.